Hello, friends. Welcome back to the latest episode of the Long Lost Heroes podcast. I'm AJ. And I'm Frank. And we've got a great episode here for you guys. Uh, this week, Frank and I doing our, you know, great uh, journey back in time to movies we did not cover, but were sentient and present in through their pop culture experience. Uh, this week is Batman vs. Superman in lieu of the big uh, Zack Snyder Justice League coming this weekend. Dawn of uh, Justice. Batman vs. Superman. Franks. <laughs> yes. Where did you see this movie? Um, okay, so I was living in and around D.C. at the time. I would bet that we went to uh, the Tyson's Corner IMAX theater and saw this. Okay, what was your initial reaction walking out of the theater? Um, I remember liking it, but like not loving it. Uh, and I, I think like, I, I must have watched it. I know I got it like pretty quickly on Blu-ray. I, I don't know when I revisited it. I know for sure I watched the ultimate cut before Justice League, like maybe a couple months before it. Sure. Um, and and I, I don't know if I enjoyed it as much that time, but for some reason this time it worked for me. Um, really? Like, uh, yeah, I, I don't know, like. I was surprised. Like, obviously, people heard our Man of Steel discussion at this point. Um, yeah, and, we've been we we wanted to do a quick look back, so we watched Man of Steel last week. Yeah, but we we weren't maybe as as fond of it in, in hindsight. Whereas this one, um, it, it kind of works a little bit better, and I think especially the 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 uh, not the Snyder Cut, the Ultimate Edition. But let's. When did you see this, and what was your initial reaction? I was living in Queens. And I went to see this in Queens because I did not have tickets for uh, the big um, IMAX until a couple of days later. Mm. Uh, yeah. Um, I think going in the first time, it had gotten such horrible reviews. I was so upset that like this movie had gotten trounced, and I was so excited for it that I was like looking for ways to justify that it was good in my head. And looking back on it like i think the theatrical cut of this movie is is just not the same experience no, as as this movie is <laughs> and it it it's very different and um you know i was wrong back then but i think that ultimately this movie is going to stand the test of time and be maybe one of the best ever standalone superhero movies that ever exist yeah um, it's it's really solid and i think you know Sometimes if you, you were talk- to only ever watch one superhero movie and you really wanted some crazy superhero action, you could throw on old Batman and Superman. You're going to see some wild shit. Yeah, I think it's 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 interesting because it's it's a semi sequel to Man of Steel. So it's like if you haven't seen Man of Steel, you may be a little bit confused, but they kind of recap you a little bit, you know, like because you're introducing so many new characters and you're seeing it all from uh, Batman's perspective, like you kind of get what happened. So yeah, I, I think you could watch it on its own and just like, let it be. Um, it, it's weird because like a lot of times you're like, let's just more. But in, in this case, like adding that 30 minutes back in, it just, it helps the plot and it helps clear things up. And it's not as like fuzzy. Um, whereas like in the theatrical version, you're like, wait, what, why, why did, why did they do that? Where did this come from? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's bizarre. I I can't imagine like the people in the boardroom making that decision to say like we have to cut out these elements because they are, you know, adding too much to the to the time and people are are getting bored. We have to move on to the action and like how they would able to like make that happen because that, it it's so it changes the whole story. Yeah, and it it, when you're following along with Lois through, you know, her point of view of, you know, who is setting up Superman and, and really the larger picture of how he got set up, like, then you can really understand kind of how big this situation is. In the other movie, it just seems like, you know, so sped up and weird. Right. Like, and I don't know if it's kind of like, if they're trying to like in the theatrical version by like taking it out, they're like, Oh, it's sort of a twist, but it's like, it's not, <laughs> it's not because it, if you saw a twist, if you can't understand what's going on, right. And you I know, think you have to, you have to understand 
that when finally Superman goes to meet Lex Luthor, like so much has just happened. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and now like they're going to, they're going to go have this conversation when it's revealed that he has his mother. It's totally valid and works and sets up the next hour of the movie. Right. Which like you, you pause it at this moment. You're like, Oh my God, there's so much time left. But like, yeah, it, it works better. Like it explains things along the way. It doesn't need to be a twist. It doesn't need to be out of left field that Lex Luthor's pulling the strings. Like, of course he is. If you know anything about Superman and if you know anything about the characters, like Lex Luthor's going to be the bad guy. <laughs> right. Like, you and don't put him in this movie and, and try to like pull the shroud over that. like Batman versus Su- and Superman are fighting because they are fighting out of their own whims. Like, no, someone's pulling their strings. Yeah. And pushing their buttons really is more what it is. It's like they both have reasons to want to fight each other. And, and Lex, like, guides them together, you know? I agree. And I think something that um, <laughs> that Lex Luthor does bring to this movie is a very interesting way of doing some great talkie-talkie expo- exposition moments. But I... I I don't know if Eisenberg's um, Lex Luthor, um, you know, is is very good. No, <laughs> and, and, and it, it kind of definitely takes away from me. Like it just, I just feel like Superman could just crush him. You know what I mean? Like, I I, I get that that's supposed to be the dynamic between them, but this yeah. is not my Luthor. <laughs> I, I know, and like I I was thinking about it. I was like, would would as a movie that introduced Lex before have helped it here, or is it truly just the actor? And, you know, he's Jesse Eisenberg isn't a bad actor. I don't think, I think that, no, he's certainly not. He's actually a terrific actor, but in this movie, he's going too big and went too close to too many people that were, had done similar things. Or, Or do you think it's the characterization? It's the way that they wrote him. And do they feel like, because like you, you take Jesse Eisenberg out and you still have you know this like like Facebook CEO <laughs> like it's still the character. Well, I think well looking back on it like the way that like the plot moves in this movie like versus I think the Dark Knight which you know it's not compared to but you know it does have similar you know moments of yeah. ter- terror and mayhem and and car chases and such. Um, yeah, it, I don't ever feel like Lex Luthor's like plans, like as he's implementing them in the beginning, like are as crazy as like the Joker was, you know what I mean? Like he's moving more subtly and like working within the government to get access to all of this shit. Um, because he has that ability. Whereas like, you know, Heath Lethbridge's Joker is just like setting shit on fire. (laughs) But I also think, you know, when he's breaking it all down, it's it's the hand moments for me. It's the long hair. Like, it's – I don't know. I just think maybe they, they – maybe this one needed a little bit of a different direction, maybe a different actor. Yeah. Um, it makes sense. You know, he was super hot at the time, you know, coming off of Social Network and a couple of other, you know, g- pretty pretty good movies that he's in. But this one I don't think is – Super duper fun. I don't think he'd ever return to this either. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's kind of, that's the shame of it all because like if they had gotten someone that like really laid in and was an awesome Lex Luthor, like maybe you could see him come back and maybe that's like actually a positive thing. And you know, like, I don't know, like sometimes the villains are the ones that you want to go back and see and, and get more of. And like, that's not the case here. Um, no, definitely not. You, this is this is a movie that really focuses on the heroes. But to like to that end of like this movie is too many movies. Yeah. Um, I I agree with you. I I think that you know the way that this should have been broken down by the studio before they had done this was to do a Man of Steel two, uh, some new Batman Affleck movie. They could have even done a standalone Arkham movie first. And then get into this Batman versus Superman business and yeah. establish their characters, let them move around, you know, and 
it just feels, you know, it's just so cram packed with it information. And, and I think the, the reasons why I think you could, cause if you have man of steel two, you introduce Lex and you, maybe he's not the main villain, but at least you get his sense of motivation for, for hating Superman and, and wanting that power. Yeah. Get, get us a B villain that he can beat up. Get us toy maker, you know, right. Give us, you know, the big, give us the big T-Rex. I mean, <laughs> cause like, I, I, I also understand why, like. Lex is smart and he could figure out that Clark Kent is Superman and get all this shit. But it's just, it's just like done, right? Like the movie starts, he already knows there's no, like, like you, the start of this movie, Lex Luthor knows Clark Kent is Superman. Yeah. Right. Because of the start of this movie, he knows everything and it's not really explained. And I think that, you know, it's a leap that you got to take. Um, but like he gets it. I mean, I, as <laughs> as an audience member, it's not it's it's super obvious. Like every time Lois Lane is in danger, he he shows up. Lois Lane and Clark Kent are dating. Uh, okay. <laughs> every time Clark Kent is missing, Superman is around. Like it's not that hard to figure out. But like, <laughs> you know, just maybe having that motivation a little bit more would have worked. And then I think, on the flip side, like Batman, in a lot of ways, like steals the show a lot. Like. He's a a lot of the content for around him is really great. He's all this history and it would have been really cool to have some more of it. Um, And, you know, I think if we're talking about this movie at the time, right? Like when, when Man of Steel came out, like we thought there could have been a chance that like it was going to continue like the dark Knight, especially with Nolan attached as a producer on everything. Right. And, sure. and so to like recast and say, nope, it's a separate continuity, you know, as as an audience, we now have to like create our own back history of what has happened with with Bruce Wayne. Right. Um, but they also do a lot and, and show things and, and without telling. Um, but I think it would have been beneficial. And I think obviously Ben Affleck would have been down um, and, and maybe his his tenure as the character would have been a little bit more like substantial to give him his own establishing film yeah i agree with you you know it was well i think some of the problems that you know warners had that i think marvel didn't was because marvel had so many characters that they were making movies about within the mcu that you know we could get excited about guardians of the galaxy and a cap movie in the same year um, but there was no other like, you know, Green Lantern movie. Like it was just like we had just great Superman movie. And then that summer they're telling us Batman versus Superman with Affleck. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So. And then that movie's in development for three years. <laughs> <laughs> right. That, yeah. It's a and, long time to wait. <laughs> and then very early on, they're showing us tons of promotional material that gives you many of the great visuals that this movie should have saved. Yeah. In the, in the marketing and, and teaser trailer commercial material. And that sucks. And I think that they had, they should have done a better job of, um, marketing other DC properties around this movie. And that had, they had spread the content of this film out, maybe, they could have had a better shot at, you know, establishing this universe that they wanted to do. Yeah. Like granted. And then we can get into, I want to try the plot game. Uh, (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Granted this movie works in the continuity of like what I think we're going to get with justice league. Mm -hmm. And if like, this is its own little universe, like, and that's just what it's going to be. Like, that's just what it's going to be. Yeah, I, uh, the other but, like the last thing. I, unless did you finish your thought? I don't. No, no, no. That's it. Um, the last thing I'll say before we do plot game. Like, to me, what feels like happened was Zack Snyder made Man of Steel, and then all of a sudden was like, "I've got a lot of ideas." <laughs> and they're like, "Okay, <laughs> go ahead," <laughs> and he wrote the you know the treatments for Batman versus Superman, two Justice Leagues, like. And he wrote this whole idea, this whole arc. 
and I feel like at no point was he like, this is what my plan is, everyone. And that if, if they, if they did that and it was like, they maybe were like, Oh, you're introducing Batman and Wonder Woman and Lex Luthor. And we are going to have them fight. Like maybe we should have taken that time. And instead of like, you know, if you've got, okay, Batman versus Superman is going to come out in three years. Maybe you say it comes out in four years and we're going to have some other director get you up to speed with Batman. Right. Like right. that, like to me, you need like those solo movies before you have the, the team up fight movie. Um, and uh, in hindsight, like obviously everything sort of fell apart, but I, I think this movie is crucial to un- understanding Snyder cut and it's going to, it's, I don't know. I think like we said before, we both got on. I think we're both excited for what's to come um, and, and the way it's going to pan out. But we still have to talk about this, and I think we should talk about the plot. Yes. Um, so, yeah, here we go. So I think we might need to tag team on this one. <laughs> Le- Lex Luthor wants to frame Superman in the eyes of the world in order to be demean and belittle where he's coming from at large with this also uh agitates Bruce Wayne and Batman as his whole building is destroyed when Superman comes to earth Batman's rage fuels new headlines which Clark investigates to learn more about Batman. Lois Lane discovers that Lex Luthor is sabotaging Superman and works tirelessly to understand why. Uh, Batman goes to investigate Lex Luthor and discovers the Justice League. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. And I'll, I'll then, take it from here. And, yeah. Uh, Batman steals the kryptonite from <laughs> Lex Luthor, <laughs> which they both wanted, but right. they are now pitted, pitting Superman and Batman against each other uh, until... Superman utters the name of his mother, <laughs> to which Batman is confused, and then they decide that they don't want to fight each other anymore and want to stop Lex, only to discover he's got a backup plan in creating Doomsday. They have to fight Doomsday. Wonder Woman shows up to help, and Superman sacrifices himself. Excellent. There we go. Got You're genius. It's a lot of movie. It's a lot of movie. It's so much movie. It's the most movie of any movie that's ever movied. Um, it's just tremendous. And you know, I think, I think there, like there, like as you were explaining it, I think there are some issues with Lex's motivations. Right? It's like why that, and that's he ha- the, he hates Superman. He so hates he wants, Superman. He hates Superman. He wants Superman to be bad. And he has to figure out all these different ways to try to bring him down. And and yeah, you know, okay, but <laughs> it's it's a little crazy. Um, okay, so let's talk about um, you know the Batmaning and versing the Supermaning. And I think that what that means, boys and girls, is that you know is this earned? Like, is the conflict between Batman and Superman earned? In my opinion, no, it is not. No. Um, do you think so either, Frank? No, it is not. Um, it feels forced. Um, it doesn't mean that we don't get some really cool action. <laughs> um, and it doesn't right. mean that like some of their motivations make sense. But you have to kind of take a leap of faith as to why, when they're standing across from each other in the rain, <laughs> they don't just have like... One minute to talk. <laughs> I just think Superman should have done a better job of like explaining to Bruce like what's going on here. Yeah, because if he didn't, that means that like Superman is kind of going to the dark side in this moment, and like is you know 
un- unleashing his anger upon Batman rather than, you know, trying to, you know, save him and save his mom. Right. And I, I think what they tried to do with some... It's of not the Jedi way. No, what they tried to do with some more of the footage in the Ultimate Edition is explain why Superman is so so down. Like, it, you, they show more of, like... uh the aftermath of the explosion. They show more of him like going into exile and like learning about um, the, the, the character that like is branded that, you know, he was investigating and like all these like bad things. And he just feels like really down, but it doesn't under, it doesn't make sense as to why he wouldn't just be like, Hey Batman, Lex Luthor has my mom and he wants me to fight you. <laughs> so like, let's, let, let's stop this. Come on. Like he he keeps getting almost there's like, let's not fight. I don't want to fight you. If I wanted, you'd be dead. It's like instead of saying those things, just be like, Lex, Martha, my mother. Oh, okay. Like that's all. It doesn't yeah. make sense. Um, it's it's just it should because you I understand it, why Batman hates him, right? That's clear. Right, but bat. But even within that, it's not that simple. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. It's not that like Batman is like going on active revenge against Superman for, uh, you know, uh, killing so many people in his building. You know what I mean? Like it would be well, one thing if, if Batman was more of like an antagonist and like was coming into Metropolis looking for Superman. Like well, that could have been a really entertaining way to start off their conflict. It would have been, but I, I would argue with you and say that his attempts all along trying to like, he's trying to get the kryptonite, right? Like he wanted, it's not like he just like decided to like, Oh, Lex has got this thing. I need it. It's like he, they were both following the same thread. Probably. I mean, Lex is manipulating him into thinking that he's in control, but uh, I think that, Bruce's like motivations all along were to get that kryptonite and at some point confront him either way. Right. Yeah. But it's not that he really even, you know, they don't have like a good confrontation. You know what I mean? It's not like they have a good meaningful discussion. Right. And, you know, even the scene where Superman shows up to check Batman in the middle of the chase you know, and Superman's just like, okay, like, stop. Like, come on. Like, it's right. It's it's interesting that Superman thinks that he can just do that. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't know fucking Batman. He doesn't know what Batman's been up to for the last 20 years in Gotham and all the shit he's been doing. No, yeah. he's totally blissfully ignorant of that. Yeah. It's like, what do you mean? Stop. I've been doing this for 20 years, kid. What, what, <laughs> what are you talking about? Um I, there's a good article. There's tons of articles coming out online. I think this one was from Collider. And I wanted to talk about something with you like after the fact, but like the, how this movie has some interesting symbolism and how you can kind of look at, you know, Batman is kind of the right wing, you know, ultimate, you know, fascist. Like if there's a threat, like we have to immediately eliminate it. We can't have any threats. And we have to look at the world very hardcore. Yeah. And then you have Superman, who's like this liberal guy who thinks that he can like cancel Batman. Whoa. You know what I mean? That he can like go over and be like, dude, like I'm Superman. Like I'm a bigger part of the world. Like you're done. You have to stop this. Yeah. That's, you know? that's interesting. You know, I I think that that's interesting and, and something maybe we could turn about this. I don't know if they if I think this movie could also have symbolism and that would be kind of cool. And it does enrich the story. I don't know if other things do that as much. And I think that maybe the DC movies are always trying to get at some larger philosophical argument. Right. Yeah. And I think that there's value to that. I think so. I mean, I think it's clear. Like, I mean, there's, it's really on the nose here, how, how much they're like comparing Superman to it a god right like it, it it's it was definitely a part of man of steel in some ways but it's like oh now he's like their savior and they're talking about like what that means and there's all these like news clips of like well when when god comes to earth like he's gotta like go into like man's 
rules and everything. And um, that's all like, it's like some interesting stuff. Um, and, you know, it, it, it is kind of like the, the crux of like the conflict because, you know, Clark is like, like, what, what do I do? Like, do I, do I lean in and do I actually help the people because I can or do I stay out of it because they don't want me to? And that's where I think a lot of it to me is like similar to Civil War, like the, the, that philosophical argument of like, I like, you know, what, when Cap and but Iron Man, in, like, you know, like what, whether they should do Civil it or War, not. Yeah. Like they're talking about like this, their powers, like against like the Sokovian Accords. And while you're watching the Sokovia Accords, <laughs> they introduce Black Panther and kill his dad. Right. Right. So when you get through this movie, you know, you're not watching kind of the direct question, I think, be checked. I think you're watching a drama about these characters. And and I think that there's, yes, like they do it, try to talk about different things in each film. Um, you know, a little bit where, like, you know, they talk about artificial intelligence in Ultron. In this, they talk a little bit about the morality, you know, but I don't think that it drives the story the way that it does here, where, you know, for a long time, the U.S. government is trying to get Superman to stand for a congressional hearing, <laughs> you know, and, it, and then it, what happens to him there is nuts. You know, I think we're going to look at it. You know, we were talking about this off air, but I think we're going to look at this scene very differently going forward, you know, with what happened at the Capitol, you know, a couple of months ago in, in January of 2021, um, you know, about what's going on here and see similar black smoke images coming out of the Capitol building. It's not yeah. where smoke should be emanating. From. Yeah, it's nuts. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. I mean, I think that's one of those things that like, won't particularly age well about the movie, but they can't control that. I mean, that happens all the time. It's like you look at certain things. It's like, oh, after nine eleven, that move this this element doesn't work as well, or it it, do, it feels too close to home, kind of stuff. Um, but all right. So, do you think that the the Batman versus Superman fight delivers? Um, I think it's I think it's pretty great. Like. I like that. I like the sequence of like uh, seeing Batman like bulk up and build all of his stuff. And like, he gets there. He's like, look at me. I got all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I think, yeah, if you take the, the emotional and like the logic out of it, it's kind of cool to see them go at each other for a while. Um, because like, like Batman wins, like that's, that's nuts. Like who would have thought, right? Like, right. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. It, but the only way Batman could have won is because Superman is like unskilled and Batman's been doing this for 20 years. Well, he's experience always wins. Experience wins, but also he had kryptonite. Well, yeah, he knew to get kryptonite <laughs> because of his experience. Fair. Because of Fair his point. experience. <laughs> he's like, what? I'm going to beat. I can't beat him. Like, I need other shit. Let me go. I'm just a man. Which he's is why guy. I don't think he would have gone looking for. Superman and picking that fight because he's like I can't win this fight until I got my the stuff I need. I think it would have been I think that there could have been a cool story plot where like Batman shows up in Gotham showing up in Metropolis trying to find Superman and like have audience with him you know what I mean? Like almost in the same way <laughs> you know make it like a little bit lame like almost like in the same way that uh you know, other superheroes get approached in um, like Incredibles, you know, where he's like, hey, man, like I'm your sidekick, <laughs> you know, and he's like, hey, Superman. And he's like, shut up. Like, you don't you don't you don't even know. And then like just to give them some kind of starting point, you know yeah. what I mean? And and to give you early on in the movie a taste of what Batman is like and what Superman is like when they're interacting with each other, because when you see them interacting as Clark Kent and Bruce Wayne, it's super exciting, yeah. But I I don't think that uh, you know, they have a. It would have been cooler had in that scene they had met each other, and they're like trying to figure out where do I know this guy from, 
you know, and then Superman's like, ah, the earpiece. Like, that's oh, great. That Yeah, that's great. Like, having having his identity revealed by the fact that, like, he can hear that well. <laughs> like, that's, yeah, that's, awesome. that's awesome. It's like, of course, that makes sense. Um, and again, that's why if we had two movies <laughs> before this one where we've established things, you could start this movie by them meeting <laughs> the Batman and Superman yeah. side of it. Like, uh, yeah. Um, so should we move on to the next topic? The violence retconning? Yeah. I was very excited <laughs> for this. So back when Man of Steel came out, we talked about all the destruction. There was many, many, um, you know, articles and reports and listicles written about how the crazy destruction, how many lives would have had been taken and, how gratuitous it was, yada, yada, yada. It kind of changed superhero and, and destruction movies going forward. You know, they were about to do uh, Godzilla. They did Godzilla. But when you're doing Godzilla, you know, they, I would say that they made it Godzilla so crazy big that it's not like he's even attacking. He's just like stepping on people. It's innocent. You know what I mean? He can't help it. He's just Godzilla. Yeah. Um, we're just ants to him. <laughs> yeah. He. What, what are we going to do? So in this movie, throughout the storyline, when you get into the action bits, they're constantly taking steps to remind you that nobody is being harmed by the fighting of these two superheroes. <laughs> There's like a disclaimer at the bottom. It's like no people have been harmed in the in this battle. Yeah. They're totally <laughs> the cool. The making and, of this movie. And – they just want you to know that we know that they know that we are, we, the violence is justified. You know what I mean? And for a certain period of time throughout this climax of this movie, I would say it totally becomes distracting. Yes. And takes away from what is, you know, are some very compelling visuals. And I think that that's what this movie like really is the best at. It's strikingly visually incredible. And had they just focused on playing into those ex visual experiences and not cutting away to some really stupid dialogue somewhere, uh, would have made for a better movie. Yeah, I mean, make it so like because they, they the movie starts with you know, a recap of the events of Man of Steel from Batman's perspective, from Bruce's perspective. Right. And you see all the destruction and everything that's happening and, and why Bruce has a problem with, with Superman. Lean into that. Like, be like Superman, like Clark, you have to stop what you're doing. You have to look around you. Like, where are you? There's people around. Like, I know you're trying to save the world, but you've got to, like reining in buddy. <laughs> like I think that's yeah. a more compelling argument than just like you need to stop what you're doing. <laughs> like uh, I, I want to take you down because I want to take you down. Like it, yeah. it they, they could have had it like, again, back to civil war, they could have had an inciting moment where it's like, which they kind of did with all of man of steel, like that, that he needs to answer for. And I know that that's what they're trying to do, but I think it's never, it's, it's, it's not direct. This movie is very indirect. Yes. You know, and it doesn't feel like it has the correct direction of going from one point to the next in the same way that Watchmen doesn't have that in the movie. You know what right. I mean? Like you're just, you're in this scene and then you're in the next scene, you know, like it's not that we're, there's anything really driving the story forward other than the way that the comic book was originally set up. <laughs> right. You know? And, so, and I think the problem is because like, okay, yes. If, if we had, and this is why civil war works. Like if we had Batman and Superman at, that they had a relationship and like they had an understanding before that, like mm -hmm. they were both doing their things. They were operating in their realms but they like were okay with the things that they were doing. And then something happens like this and, and now their, their ideals are conflicting. That's more compelling. And you can have that, that conversation between Batman and Superman instead of all the indirect conversations. Um, but My... they, they never give that time and they never establish that. Sure. Do you think that, uh, so, 
we know that there's probably more money to be made in releasing more movies. <laughs> Duh. So so what's so why? So why jam all of this into one movie? They wanted to stay up to date with Marvel, it seems like. They wanted to Marvel had started in 2008 and by the time Avengers came out, DC hadn't even started and they wanted to get to the Justice League and they rushed it. It just seems so silly to me that they would think that they and because even if you made if you made fewer movies, it doesn't mean you would have had to release fewer. You know what I mean? Release Man of Steel 2 in you know, 2014 or 2015 release, uh, you know, uh, Batman two in, in, you know, mid 2015. Then you have this movie in the late 2016. Like that's three more box office swings that they could have had. Right. Cause then like, what ends up happening is these movies don't do as well. And then when you get to the justice league, that movie was the worst performing of all the DC movies. And it's like, if you had just given it time, and and made it so more people wanted to go. like you would have made more money along the way and then the big culminating event like could you imagine if justice league like broke the the record by that avengers had you know like that would have been crazy like that's the conflict that they were but instead it it feels like dc never really even got to play the game <laughs> it it just didn't seem like they had you know i get doomsday is a pretty simple thing. You know what I mean? Like it's not doomsday doesn't have the, you know, the infinity stones doomsday isn't going to need, um, you know, so much, you know, uh, you know, set up, you know, that we're not going to get the new gods movie anytime soon. Right. That's not coming around. So, <laughs> you know, like we just needed a Hulk in this movie. Something that they could, they had to, to fight, and uh, that they, yeah. So yeah, but and it also doesn't Affle make sense. Like it's so this is his backup plan. Like what happens if if Superman delivers Batman's head to Lex Luthor? That he's not going to unleash Doomsday. Bullshit. Definitely. <laughs> Call def bullshit. Definitely bullshit. Um. Yeah that that plan is is also flawed. Um. Affleck. Let's talk about Affleck. Yes. Um, so Affleck comes into this movie. He's already played Daredevil. He's already played, you know, a number of iconic characters. At this point, he's won an Oscar for Argo. Right. Um, his talent is undeniable. He'd won Oscars for earlier in his life for writing. You know, he's definitely a, a talented dude. Why don't you think people like his Batman? Is that true? I guess well, he's, he's why didn't of... it work? Why didn't it work? You know what I mean? Like, wow. is it is it because of the meme? Like, is it is that he got memed to death? Is it? That I think he, he got was... memed to death for sure. Um, I, I mean, I think at the time, uh, if I remember, remember correctly, I think that in like critically, and I thought with with the the fan base that people liked him, and that that wasn't the problem with this movie. I think, I think the memes and and just like what everything that came out afterwards, and you know he wanted to make his own movie, and then he couldn't make his own, and then all the back and forth behind the scenes, is what really has soured the whole experience for him, right? Right. Because if anything, you know, you get out of this, and you're like, I want to see more of his take, and. You know, we get him in Justice League, and, and this movie sets that up directly. But it would have been cool to have, you know, not necessarily an origin story. I don't think we needed that. But, you know, something that's like a, a flashback. It's like, okay, this is this all happened before Batman versus Superman. And we get to see him kind of in his prime. Um, because, sure. Because that would have been great. I, I think he's he's got a great Bruce Wayne. Um and that he's not like too like flamboyant, but he's clearly like, and, and obviously he's also affected by by the events of Man of Steel. Like he's he's acting as the the CEO of his company in, in a way that feels earned, mm -hmm. and, and then he's fucking jacked, man. 
Yeah, he's jacked. <laughs> yeah, man, he's he's big. He's a big dude. Uh, I think it was good on him to do it. And reading recently, you know, why he really stepped away from making his own solo movie that he felt like he was going to drink himself to death and he was really having a bad drinking problem and was going through his divorce with his wife. Um, you know, very hard. Um, yeah. and to be able to get to play, uh, to play Batman for a couple of years. And I, I think I understand he owns one of the suits, <laughs> you know, like that's cool. <laughs> like that, that's a pretty cool thing, you know? Um, so good on him for, you know, being smart in order to do that. And, um, uh, you know, it, will he return? Well, I think he's supposed to come back for the flash, um, and then be some kind of, you know, ushered out into, you know, uh, the next realm. Um, but, you know, we'll see how the, the next movie comes out. You know, I I think that there's going to be a big fever if this movie is any kind of good to see these guys come back. Yeah, I, um, I agree. Like, and, and, and I think that they're going to be they're going to have to be strategic about who they focus on bringing back and who, you know, maybe they don't have to focus on so hard. You know, I think that people really want to see Cavill and Affleck. I don't know if they're going to be so crazy about Ray Fisher. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. we're not getting him back. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and I mean, I think th- there's just this one scene to me that like stands out as a, a, a great commercial for why we need Affleck as Batman. And it's the, um, it's when he goes to res- rescue Martha that, yeah, that whole great. warehouse scene, it, like that fight. And I mean, like the violence is really up there and it's very bloody, but like you just see how he could just tear through people and, you know, it, it, it's like, it's just incredible. I, I think that is, I mean, obviously it's they also did a test- great, they did a great job of updating his fighting style to feel like the Arkham game. That was yeah. very much what they were going after. And that is very much what Bat Affleck's script was like going to be, you know, a, you know, a long Halloween kind of story um, where you're dealing with a bunch of villains, you know, in a closed space, you know, not as big of a story as, we, as we've usually seen. And uh, I think that would have made a lot of fucking sense. And, you know, it, again, like uh, we're both in the argument that they should have made this a little bit differently and, Given him some more time. Um, you know Eisenberg, what? I think. <laughs> Can we just one second? Yeah, I, yeah, we, yeah. One thing that we don't even have on our running list here that we could either get to later or, or now. All like the dream sequence stuff. Like, yes, for both Batman and Superman, like there's a, a lot of like, oh, this isn't actually happening. <laughs> right. And you have to kind of draw from that your own conclusions. Yeah. You know, you can't really they don't say that outwardly. Like you ha- you can't take away that Kevin Costner is not wearing breathing apparatus on the top of Mount Everest. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you're not going to put that together. You have to establish, oh, this is a dream. And he's talking to Kevin Costner. Right. You know, in his dreams. But but then he's hallucinating because he's tired and hungry. Exactly. But then you have all the Batman stuff where it's like, oh, he dreamt that the bat saved him and like lifted him out of the cave. And then obviously there's also like all this stuff that like I think we're also supposed to believe is kind of real. Like the nightmare scape thing where it's like him. He's got this army of like Batman dudes. And then there's Superman and his army of Superman dudes. And he's trying to get the kryptonite. And I don't know even what that is. I I don't know if that's a vision or I guess we're gonna find out. But like, I, think I don't even know what's out. going on. Well, I think the idea is like it's it's Batman's fear realized. It's like he thinks that um, if if Superman goes unchecked, this is what could happen. But then I think there's like an element of it like that's kind of real that maybe Superman is under control by Darkseid. Because then, like, then the Flash shows up. <laughs> like, that's why it's like, it, it's like, like, that kind of seems like it should be real. Because some of these things he couldn't just dream of, right? Like, you don't right. just dream of this this man that you've never met showing up. Like, I think that's like a real thing. No, you're so right. And, it, you know, it's a very elaborate dream, too. It's got parademons. <laughs> you know, you've got, you know, we're going to see new stuff that they shot. Yeah. Um, I... <sighs> 
it, 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 it's very cool. It's very cool. It's you know cool. what I mean? Like visually, it's it's stunning. You know why didn't they just make it simple, like super s- stupid simple? Like it's just too complicated and crazy. Right, and it happens at a weird time. It's like, oh, this thing needs to decrypt. Okay, I'm gonna take a nap now. <laughs> like it's like yeah. So I don't know. It, it's weird. Anyway. um, I guess the next thing we did have Eisenberg, but I feel like we talked about him a lot already. Um, so Henry Cavill. That sounds good. Um, yeah, good old H Cavs. Um, he's weird in this movie. Um, he doesn't get a lot to do, so I understand like that his performances may be like a little bit affected by the he's a little sullen by all of his subject matter. Yeah, you know he's kind of like hated in this movie by everybody, which is a little sad. Um, but I think his Clark Kent stuff is, is, is trying, he's trying. Yeah. I think the Clark and Kent stuff, it works better in this, this time around. Like there, cause there's a lot at the daily planet and then there's like all the, the parties. <laughs> I think he's, this is really where you get, you know, sad Superman. This is really where that comes from. And I think he could have, used a little bit more joy not joy um hope and like and bright side of life in order to you know kind of counterpoint you know bruce wayne i understand he has to go to a dark place to fight him but i also think it could be out of a trying to be coming from a good place yeah and i think what's what's challenging and they try to do it is they have him go to Lois. They have him go to his mom to, to try to guide him. And, you know, he's looking back to his, his dad, right? Like, like all these things of like the conversations he has with his mother, like, Oh, like why didn't he ever leave Kansas? And like, even, even the dream sequence of like him, like, his, his father had a vision of what he would become and he's trying to live up to that, but he never has that, like, he loses his, I guess he loses his way. Um, and, and there's nothing really that brings him back. Um, until I guess like Batman doesn't kill him and they kind of realize that they can work together. I I don't know. It's weird. (laughs) Um, because ultimately he does get there because he, he, wants to sacrifice himself for, for the greater good. Um, but you know, cause he knows he, <laughs> cause he knows he can, I guess it's like, uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, but, but, mm. That part I think is better because I think his stuff with Lois is good in this movie. Yeah. I think Lois should have had a bigger part in this movie. Um, but what, is is weird is like, you know, when he you see the montage of him like saving people and he's just like frowning. <laughs> yeah. It's like, how, how like, if you're Superman, don't you think it's kind of weird for you to just like like be flying above everyone, just like looking down on them for like five minutes? It's like, yeah, they want he your does, help. He... <laughs> Go just help them. <laughs> Hurry up, man! Focus. What are you like, doing? Look at me! Weirdo? I'm a god! I'm flying yeah. above you! Like. Do you have 495 to begin your trial? <laughs> um, you know, like, he's, uh, I don't know. Could have used a little bit better direction. Yeah. You know, good, but, you know, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see his take in Justice League and what he was able to do with Zach, and maybe Zach got some better stuff out of him. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll see. Well, and then the, the other last thing I'll say is, like, we, we keep talking about a man of steel too, but I think honestly what it is, is I think man of steel is man of steel too. Like in, in half of it, like, okay. Be, and we sort of said this last time that yeah. man of steel, like it's so much of an origin story that by the time you get to the end, like I feel like Zod's should have been in like the second movie and they could have had something else or, you know, like have that. Yeah. That would have been cool. And that way, like once you had him like elevated in the first movie and then the, the second one, like all this destruction happens and and that's why he's all sad here. It would make more sense. Instead, it's just like a, a reaction. Um, yeah, I, I, hopefully he has more to do. Um, obviously, one of the biggest things like that happens, like 
for a while we're like, how are they going to bring Superman back? And you know, they they go a certain route in, in Justice League, and I'm interested to see how. I think it's going to be a lot different in the Snyder Cut. I I agree with you. I think it's going to be very different. Um. Okay, so moving along, um, let's talk about Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman in this movie. Yeah. Um, I think she's awesome, yep. and I think she definitely brings a good deal of fun that this movie so lacks. <laughs> yeah. And I think that when she pops up on the screen, you're like, oh, hey, hey, it's Gal Gadot over there. Yep. I know who she is. And Shayna was like, who is that? And I'm like, are you kidding me? Really? <laughs> and she's like... <laughs> She's like, who is it? And I'm like, yeah, it's Wonder Woman. She's like, yeah, what is she doing here? I'm like, this is this is her first movie. She's like, oh. And then like 20 minutes later, she's like, oh, this is the first movie she was in. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's cute. I, I think Gal is um, a great Wonder Woman. And we're so blessed that she took it on and, and is has been so great so far. Yeah. Um, I think she's definitely steals the screen a lot of times in this movie. She's definitely so needed in the fight against Doomsday at the end. Oh my God. Yes. That, you know, her use for being there is so valid that like when she shows up, you're like, Oh my God, it's great. But like, you don't get that way about Batman and Superman and they're the title characters of the movie. Mm. Well, two things. I think one, I think there's the the subtitle that this is the dawn of the Justice League. <laughs> so like <laughs> this is uh that's why she's here and and you know, they couldn't be like Batman versus Superman, colon, also Wonder Woman is here. <laughs> <laughs> um but I, I think the the other part for me that is a little funky is just like her timeline, right? Like now in 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 hindsight, it's like well, why did she feel this time around that she needed to help? Like she didn't want to help when Zod was there and like there was this giant thing like trying to terraform the earth that that she wasn't ready to step up for. But here this like she she can't st st uh, stand aside any longer. Right. It, you know, they're yeah, they're going to have some problems. But what was fun about this is like she's like on the plane. <laughs> She's getting, she's she's been seeing CNN in the airport the whole time that there's a problem, right? And then she's going to put check in in business class, puts her bag overhead to fly back to Paris, and then she's like, "Oh nope, I'm getting off this motherfucker. I gotta go act right the fuck now." And this is after she's seen the hard drive, right? Yeah, after <laughs> she's seen the hard drive, because Bruce sends her an email and is like, "You know, I know who you are," and he's got the photo, and she sees all the other justice league people um yeah i don't know like it, it just she's watching and watching and watching and it's like no i can't wait any longer so <laughs> i like i think the action stuff works really well i think her like plot to get there is a little messy um but i like i like her like her diana prince and the way that she interacts with bruce wayne i think that's really fun um it's just like, yeah, I wonder if they could have elevated her character and done more with her throughout the movie and have her more of an active presence. That would have been kind of cool. Definitely. Definitely. And, you know, she was definitely designed to take over the Justice League. You know what I mean? Mm. And to be the new leader and to kind of go on going forward. And, and I'm so down with that. I think that's used so effectively. Um, we get a little tease of Steppenwolf in the, you know, the bathtub on the Kryptonian ship um, with Lex Luthor. Yeah. Um, at the end of the battle after Doomsday's killed Superman. Um, and we're going to see more Steppenwolf this coming weekend. Uh, my memory from Steppenwolf in the Joss Whedon movie is not very good. I'm excited to see this different version. Yeah. Well, it's and I don't know about you, but I don't think I've actually revisited the other justice league movie oh no way I, I i i like i got it on 4k and i just never like popped it. i just haven't been like oh, all right i'll do it i think we'll see after snyder cut i may want to like compare and contrast but i'm not necessarily in a rush to do it uh but yeah my memory is very foggy of that film um but yeah i don't, I don't think steppenwolf is is something that's very memorable 
Um, nope. I also don't know how much the character is in Snyder Cut, or I guess maybe it is. He is in there a lot. I'm not sure. We'll see. I guess you know it. That's it's always exciting. Um, one, so bringing us down over here. So now we get to, you know, kind of where this movie goes ultimately is the death of Superman, um, which I think is, you know, Ballsy. very interesting. <laughs> and and uh, you know, at this at that point in the movie, it's you're two hours and fifty minutes in. I. Uh, what do you think, Frank? It's it's sad, man. It's really sad. Like I I understand it. I understand like the the way that they got there, um, and and that like they needed to they needed to stop Doomsday, and like the only way was with the Kryptonian spear and blah blah blah. And it just sucks. It's like yeah, they they had the balls to go there. Like I think that was something that you know, a couple months later, we were like, uh, are they going to kill Captain America? I don't know. I'm scared. Like, this is, this seems like what's going to happen. And then like, you get to the end credits. You're like, all right, he's still alive. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I, it's definitely, it got me last night when I was watching. It's like, man, like this is just sad, but yeah, because it, we didn't even get like that much of him. And then he dies and, but he sacrifices himself, and it's a really great heroic moment. Um, but then, like, everything after, oh, my God, with, like, the ring. I totally forgot about that, like, where, like, he had bought a, a ring for Lois, and it's like, oh, my God, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's a bummer, man. I think we've all wanted to kind of see the death of Superman in some way done on TV, on TV or in movies that was, you know, as epic as it was in the comics. Um, I think it was a very big choice and a bold choice to do it here after, you know, just two movies. Yeah. But I also don't, looking back on it, think that it's unearned. I think that in the context of this movie, it kind of makes sense. And to know that we're going to be able to resurrect him in some way, you know, is redeeming. But, you know, I think... Again, had this been a couple of movies, they would have had an easier time selling this to the to the public. Right. And, and, you know, I think what works well is like you see Bruce Wayne at the end and he's like, I, I failed him in, in life. I won't fail him in death. And so you kind of have this like reconciliation and you see that Bruce is kind of thinking about things in a different way now. And he wants to he wants to lead the charge of, of like, what's the next the next thing to come like? Very, very Tony Stark in a way, you know, like that. Very he, Tony Stark. Like he, he wants to be, um, gather this team and, and be ready for what's, what's next, you know, have, have that, that suit of armor and fight together. Um, but I think that now that what's so interesting is like, we can talk about this movie and the end of this movie and like what's next, because we're going into a, a different continuity. And like, I think when, when this movie first came out, we're like, Oh, what does it mean that like the the dirt on his coffin raises up like how, yeah because they 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 hard left it from that in the original version of Justice it's League. It's not what they did. No. Um so we'll see. I think that's that's going to be I mean we know there's black suit Superman coming. Um yeah. Is it does he just naturally come back to life? Is he actually not dead? Is there some other player that's involved because i mean if i think if i remember correctly like in justice league he's he's dead for a while <laughs> and yeah they actively have to bring him back to life um if if they didn't make that uh that choice like if that's not the way that they're going in this next movie like maybe somebody else brings him back to life Ooh, who could that be i don't know evil guys yeah. Steppenwolf, guys, Steppenwolf, mm. Dark Side. Who knows? We're we're gonna find out. Um, it's it, you know it's exciting times. I can't believe that a gr that fans were able to lobby to get this movie to come out. You know, I think this movie is definitely fun to rewatch. I think there's definitely problems with it. You know, I the discussions about it. I know everybody's kind of had all of them, so it's it's tough for us to kind of look back on it. But I think that if you're gonna go back and like rewatch this before Justice League, like 
you're going to get some nice revalue. You know what I mean? Like it, you do get the, the strong visuals. You do get the fun and exciting sequences. I think looking back on it, you understand kind of the setup for what's going on. I think it's unfortunate that, you know, just the, the way that times kind of put this movie together, you know, it, 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 it was doomed from the start. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there was no way to make this, you know, work cohesively. <laughs> right. But the fact that it does even on it, on this watch is great in and of itself. Yeah. Right? And, and I, th- I think that's the thing that our biggest takeaway here is like, at least the ultimate edition is better than we remembered it. And it, what's a shame is how, how much like it, it's gotten hate and it's like, you know, everyone wants to forget about it. And it's, it's, unfortunate but like yeah if you have if you made it this far into the podcast and you haven't watched it yet go ahead give it a shot you may you may enjoy it more than than you thought and i think it's gonna be a great primer for snyder cut and we'll see if that is gonna be satisfying or if it's another not (laughs) piece of trash (laughs) but you know we we hope that snyder's vision at least throughout all this content is he had like a plan and something that makes sense um, and we, what we're, what we think and what we'll find out is if truly it was Warner brothers and all the executives that messed with all this, this plot stuff that kind of ruined it along the way. So we'll see. So well said, Frank, that was awesome. Um, so yeah, uh, anything else you want to wrap up? Um, I mean, I think think that's pretty much it uh it's a long movie um there's a lot of things that we didn't talk about and say i I think it's interesting to look back at i was reading an article of like the differences between ultimate edition and the the regular one like i think there's um like we've said throughout the podcast there's things that the stuff that they took out makes more sense it's like it's not just like oh they just threw these deleted scenes back in it's like no it, it really helps the plot um and so, but I, I think what's going to be different is that Snyder Cut is not that. It's not like, oh, just they just threw these deleted scenes back in. It's literally an alternate reality version um, that, that because there's so much footage. Um, and, uh, you know, in hindsight, like knowing what's happened now with, with Joss Whedon. And I, I also listened to this thing that there's like, oh, there was rumors that Zack Snyder was actually fired before he quit. I don't know if I buy that. Did did you ever hear that? No, I never heard that. Yeah, that's crazy. But th- that that I mean that that's a whole other story. I I think all this stuff is 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 great, and I can't wait for the documentary to come out to to tell us all of the things that actually went on behind the scenes. It's uh, if they ever do that. Yeah, if they ever do that. Um. Yeah, this has been so fun. Um. Thank you guys for tuning in and playing along with us. Go check out Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice, HBO Max this week. And then we will be working out how we're going to be covering Justice League <laughs> in how many podcasts over how many days. We will figure it out coming yep. soon. Yep. Um, till then, we're also going to be starting uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier coverage, similarly to how we did WandaVision, shorter episodes. Um, but, you know, trying to stay on time with each episode week to week. Yeah, I, I think that'll be one that I think originally with WandaVision, we're like, maybe we won't cover everyone. But I think the the length of this show, we may be able to keep up with it, um, but we'll see. Um, so stay tuned for all of that. Lots of content coming out. Um, it's really an exciting time to be a, a fan of all this stuff. If you, you know, We're not going to the movies, but there's a lot of new things coming out, and it's really fun and exciting to watch. And if you haven't checked out WandaVision. All of our episodes are live on that. Um, so go, go find them on our feeds, um, which you can find (laughs) on iTunes, on Google, on Stitcher, Spotify, please leave us a rating and review. Uh, we really appreciate it. Um, you can find us on all the social media channels at LLH podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, you can email us at info at longlostheroes.net. And you can find us on our website at www.longlostheroes.net. I'm Frank. I'm AJ. And thank you so much, everyone. And we will be back next week with multiple editions of the Long Lost Heroes podcast. (laughs) 